Hello! Welcome to the Vergecast. It is December 10th. Uh, for the live viewer, for the vast majority of you, it is most likely December 11th or some date thereafter. <laughs> you know we have people who read the back catalog of the Vergecast? Who like, listen to the whole thing? Oh, yeah. Like, I don't even... We're at 182. Somebody asked me on Twitter, like, hey, where can I download Vergecast 69 because it's missing? For, and I was like... The iMac will never work. (laughs) Yeah. So 110 weeks ago. I I have no idea. But if you listen to them, you know, consecutively, it it tells a powerful story. Of struggle uh, and change. uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's how I would listen to it if I were just getting into The Verge. I mean, we had a a long period at the beginning where these shows were like three hours long. I can't even imagine. (laughs) The first hours were this intro. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Anyway, something very exciting is happening. And I want to introduce my friends here. You may have recognize her beautiful voices so as you may know i am uh i'm neil apatel i'm casey newton your your friend casey <laughs> newton is here uh and chris plan is here hey now that is i think unprecedented on the show right well we've never been in the same place at the same time people thought face, we were yeah. the same person well we've had a lot of bad blood between us and it's we true. sort of had to clear the air uh, before we had agreed to sit down at the same table uh, it's true <laughs> But we put that all behind us now. Chris and Casey, uh, there's a reason they're in town, and that reason is that they are coming to my birthday party. I made them come. Oh, no. He doesn't know yet. Oh, God. Are you not coming? I hate you. Um, <laughs> no, all of the Verge's editors, the section editors, are in town this week. Um, we're all meeting for a couple days to p- talk, basically like high five about how cool 2015 was, uh, and then plot out a scheme of world domination for 2016. Sounds good. And I have to tell you, Field and Stream Magazine, you were fucking going down. Would <laughs> <laughs> be awesome we just picked like, so totally random. I, I would not want to be the editor-in-chief of A Boy's Life right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Chris is here. Casey's here. I'm very excited to have them here. If you are following our many social feeds, you might notice that uh, Liz Zapato is also in town. Uh, Thomas Rickard's in town. Um, who else will be flying? Is that it? Just I four think, of you? Yeah. Anyway. And then, as always, mm-hmm. my friend... As newly always. As newly always. Uh, I, I think of I think of you as uh, the Verge's friend from a cooler a cooler part of town. Nicola <laughs> Fimo is here. In the, from Racked. From Racked. <laughs> I, I, we just figured this out. Nicola is coming to CES with us. Yeah, which is it's gonna be, true. It's just going to be crazy. Um, I'm so ready for it. It's going to be. That's going to be nuts. So, and I'm coming to your birthday. Are you? Yeah. Well, you're better than Chris. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm gone. I'm done, though. <laughs> Have you already talked about how her sticker game is, like, so much better than ours? Yeah. It's, I'm not going to say. Oh, no. she's, he's talking about the laptop. Later. I know. It's, like, <laughs> really nicely general. coordinated. Well, she's got a trapper keeper that's next level. <laughs> that would be amazing. You know, a trapper <laughs> keeper that was covered like, in stickers. Trapper keeper. Well, no. what else do you put stickers on? It's uh, um, laptop lids. Your phones. locker. Your locker. Do you put do you have a sticker on your phone? No, I don't, but it could. I just think they adults peel off of your phone because you use it so much. I just think adults put stickers on one thing and it's laptop lids. Like when you're an adult, that's the only place that you can put a sticker. Maybe a maybe a bumper. A bumper <laughs> sticker. Yeah. Mm. Not, not just drink. Not, not like the huge inflatable things at bowling alleys. <laughs> I often go to the local bowling alley and apply <laughs> apply for stickers sticker to the bumpers. Collection. That's true. So bumpers and laptop lids. There's nowhere else. I have a friend year. that did an entire sticker door in her apartment. Ooh. It's pretty cool. Oh, uh, uh, bar bathrooms. Bar bathrooms, mm-hmm. great place for stickers. Yeah. I actually love people this who This whole get... show, by the way, is just a list of places where as adults you can Nicola, play stickers. sticker talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I love when you see people, people are printing out their Snapchat QR codes and putting them around. 
Did I use QR codes right? Yeah, you did. Okay. You did a great job with that. <laughs> uh, thanks. Yeah, no, I see those around and I'm like, that's great. I mean, why not add that person? <laughs> uh, I don't know if QR codes, I don't even know if the, the overwhelming power of Snapchat thirst can make QR codes a thing. This have is you my ever, Have you ever used a QR plan. code in your life? Oh my God, no. <laughs> I, they're everywhere. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happens. I have definitely added people on Snapchat by snapping their ghosts. Yeah, I've there, done that. that but that's there's something Snapchat. about yes. right? You have to. Oh, that's like a. Right, but there's something sense. about the fact that it's a ghost that like makes you forget that you're scanning a QR code. It, yeah. It's like an ingenious bit of hiding like the nerdiness of it. <laughs> Except for it being a giant QR code in the middle of the ghost. <laughs> but it's funny and cute, and you're a gif inside of it. Um, that's you know? true. I haven't done that yet. Maybe I should do that. Um, so we should talk about a few things. Yeah. We we've had a big week. Um. Star Wars is coming out next week. That's true. People are already in line, of course. Isn't it? Yes, in LA. Yeah. The 17th. I've never heard of it. <laughs> a week from today. This is why we made you move to Austin. Thank you. <laughs> a week from today, nobody will be watching the Vergecast because they will be seeing The Force Awakens. No, they won't because there won't be any tickets and they won't have them. Well, I'm actually just going to sit here narrating a leaked script. <laughs> it's weird. I've already, I've already cast Dieter as Kylo Ren. Uh, he wasn't happy with it, but that's the part I had. Um, we had a big week. Uh, there's big stuff coming next week. Um, a lot of stuff happened this week, and I want to say the weirdest thing that happened this week. And uh, do you have it on your phone, Chris? Oh. Uh, well, Apple re- released this like <laughs> battery case. Yes. Um, rarely has a random bad accessory blown up our website in despair the way that this ninety-nine dollar piece blew up our website it is not good um can, can i tell you something i'm gonna be real honest so this it, is wait we just tell you what okay. it is and then you can be real honest uh so if you didn't see it in the world for some reason uh, <laughs> if 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 you didn't run away from donald trump coverage into the waiting arms of our battery case coverage um apple released a 99 dollars battery case for the iphone 6 uh and i guess 6s not this plus just the six it is the, the smallest battery case on the market it's 18 uh what 1800 1877 milliamp hours i think is the right number mm-hmm. the mofi juice back air is like 2500 so it like doesn't even charge the battery all the way um and it has uh what lauren good referred to in her review as a badunka bump mm-hmm. <laughs> it's adorable it's a good word uh and it's just really weird yeah, I, uh, I mean, I tweeted that if you want to make your phone look like it's pregnant with an iPhone 4, like, this is the way to go. <laughs> or an iPod. It's a, the bump is a, it, it, it is exactly the size of a fifth-generation iPod. Yeah. So, like, if you imagine the Apple's regular case, and then there's, like, an iPod, like, glued on the back, that's what it looks like. What were you going to say, Chris? I, I thought I wanted it, maybe, because I'm, I, this is before I even read anything about it. Where I was like... It kind of looks slim, I guess. And I was kind of, like, convincing myself that, like, well, it doesn't look as bad as, like, my dad's charger, you know? (laughs) Like, what a doofus for having his phone in a different charger. But then you handed it to me right now, and what's really, uh, it's really does not feel good. Like... Well, that's how the silicon... You mean the bump? Yeah, well, no, but my hat, because you have the bump, right? So then my hand, my fingers, my pinky goes in under the bump. Which lifts it, which, and then it's like counterweighted. And it, every time I like want to like lift it to press the bottom, I feel like I'm going to like drop it out of the top of my hand. Like it feels yeah. designed like a bad seesaw. <laughs> well, like, that I'm going to drop every time I want to use. There's this like a uh, like joke. People, I need to take it out. 
people like like make fun of, of tech criticism because like we have this like stock line that we use in reviews where we say, oh, it feels really good in the hand. Like, what do you mean? Well, now we actually have like we know what that means because we have felt the the Apple battery case. We know what feels <laughs> terrible in the hand, and it's given us a new sort of frame of reference. Um, so they released this thing. Nicola, have you seen this thing in person? You see I a haven't seen it? it in person. I've will seen you, pictures. Will you hand it to our yeah. friend? One. I'm always very curious to see what Nicola thinks of these objects. Um, so they put out this thing. The internet goes nuts. Uh, Lauren writes a review. She's like, why would you do this? Um, it has a lightning adapter on the bottom, so you don't need a new cable. The LED is on the inside of the case, which is amazing. This is how I lost my mind. Like, because this is the detail that, that you just sort of never see Apple getting wrong, right? So there's an LED indicator that tells you, I believe, when it is charged. Like, or, when it's know, charging. When it's charging. Um, yeah, I think it, yeah. And, and maybe it turns green when it's fully charged, yeah. I think. So you have to remove the phone from the case. Well, you can see it on the phone. Okay. But still, why would you hide it? Why, like, why would you build an indicator that is hidden 90% of the time? Because you can see it on the phone. Okay. But why, why even build it anyway, then? Yeah. Because well, maybe sometimes you charge... Am I the only one that kind of understands this? I literally don't. Please explain. So, okay. So, most of the time, you'll have it on your phone, yeah. and you'll just plug it in, and the phone on the screen of the phone will tell you if it's... like. Just as your phone currently does not have an indicator light. Mm -hmm. sure. You just like push the button. You're like, oh, it's charging. And you like walk away and like live your life. Now you like push the button and it shows you the case and the phone is charging. Right. But, but if your phone's not in the case, the light is displayed but to you. But why not have it on the outside? Why? Because you don't need it. Because it, it's duplicative. Well, except that, that uh, this way you would be able to tell when your phone was fully charged without having to turn on the screen. Yeah, that feels like an overthinking. That yeah. That's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, so we, we got so much. This thing to me... Uh, I just keep imagining Johnny up being like, we've designed it so much, we didn't design it at all. <laughs> and he's like, smokes a perfect bong. Like he's like, and he's like on a perfect Swiss couch. I, and he's I, like, what if, if I, what if we design nothing? If I've ever wanted to see Johnny Ive in his white room tell me why Apple did something, it was for this product. Like, give me, a, tell me a story, you don't Johnny. Think like Help me understand what this thing this is. For him. He's like, come here, Sally. Sally Ive. <laughs> Sally Ive. <laughs> Come here. Uh, She's actually just like dust. It like blows in. He's like, have you reinvented steel again? That was your first test, Sally. I, I think what I'm really learning here is none of us do a good Johnny. <laughs> All right, Nicola, what do you think of this thing? Okay, unpopular and career smashing opinion. I don't hate it that much. No, I, I think it's fine. I think like, some people really like it. It doesn't, only because, okay. Only because I can't think of how I would do this better. Have you ever seen a Mophie in your life? Yeah, but like, I mean, so that already exists. Why would they make the same thing? Also, that Mophies exists? are patented hell and back, which I read about. And yeah, so like, yeah. it wouldn't make any sense for them to Much like. Much consternation ensued. Imagine that Verge article. If they copied a Mophie. So, yeah. Tim Cook. Apple copies can Mophie. I do a, can I do a little media oh. criticism? Let's do here? it. Uh, I've noticed our friends at Mashable often get defensive Apple quotes printed in Meshable. Mm. Um, it seems to be a go-to move for them. Mm -hmm. That is all I will say. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, so Tim Cook was in Meshable yesterday talking about the battery case. Like, just imagine you are the CEO of the richest company in the world, <laughs> and you release basically an existing product with, like, a battery glued to the back of it. And, like, the Internet blows up so badly that you are forced to, like, issue a quote about it on the same day that you're, like, promoting girls learning to code. <laughs> like you have to take a break from like the day of code to say, uh, as you probably know from being a user of this, one of the real insights was, have you ever used other cases in trying to get them on? That's the quote. 
If you make this solid all the way across, said Cook, indicating the spots where Apple's case embedded battery stops and you just have the soft floral elastomer casing, in order to get it on, you'd find it very difficult to get it on and off. So the guys had a great insight to put in a bend without making it a smart case. I have no idea what those words mean. I've read this quote a thousand times, and all I can say is I think he's saying it's nicer because it's bendy. It's nicer because it's bendy. And that's it. That's easy. Is it easier to get on and off? It's So I had this conversation with Walt, and I had this conversation with Dieter. Um, it's fine. It's just fine. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's just fine. Which is... And that I is, that's like much less fine, than fine. Period. That is you think it's less than fine? I, I think it's less than fine. And, you know, and, and, and I mean, I'm sure some people might listen to this and be like, "Ah, oh, these guys are just you know taking any opportunity to rag on Apple or whatever." But the thing is, like, Apple makes like a lot of really nice cases, right? I mean, like you know, the smart covers for the iP- the iPods are yeah, great. I, the, I, I use a leather case. Yeah, every day. the normal case that they use. Like, I have one on my phone. Like, it's fantastic, and it's you know, it's very simple. It's very elegant. Like, there's no extraneous details, right? Like, so this thing comes out, and like, it feels like like neither like a bold statement nor or an elegant solution. It's just sort of like halfway in the middle. Well, so isn't the elegant solution like making the iPhone have better battery life, or putting a bigger battery in the ding, iPhone? Ding, ding, ding. And what are they doing instead? Making it, you know, like six microns thick, you know, thick in the next iteration of the iPhone, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> it's a piece of paper. It is. You just wrap it around your face. Like, I'm making a phone call. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's like, do you guys remember when the iPad 2 came out? Like the big cool thing was the case. Because they're like, we engineered the thing together. It's got magnets in it. You clip it right. on. Now it's great. This is so obviously not engineered together. Yes. Like it has all of the same problems as every other battery case. Like it adds an inch of thickness to the bottom of the phone. You can't. If you have Beats headphones, they, the plug doesn't fit in the thing. Like it has. Oh. Um, if <laughs> think about that though. Like these are the details that we rely on Apple to solve for us, right? Like this is why we have so much goodwill toward Apple generally, is because they think of these things and they design around them and they make our lives simpler. This is not that thing, right? And it's also you can, um, man. I'm I'm in a particular moment of like Apple Media criticism cool. because you can this case I think drove the wedge into what publications are like totally buying it and what publications are like. So any publication that describes it as the audio porthole, uh, which is uh, a hole for the sound from the speaker to come through. Yeah, they they covered up the speaker so they had to drill a hole in the bottom. Oh like, boy. I mean, it's that. It, but oh, every that's other, cool. it's that's the audio porthole. It's uh, acoustically designed for maximum sound reflectivity. There's also a passively coupled uh, antenna on the back, which is just uh, an antenna <laughs> uh, that is on the back, and it's like passively coupled means. It, so it touches the phone. I thought passively uncoupled is when you got dumped. Mm. <laughs> That's like Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. I hear you over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gooping. Are you guys goop goop buddies? We're huge goop. That goopers. could probably that's probably the Venn diagram of us, one of the items inside of there. Do fashion people use battery cases? I've Oh no, my god, yes. There's two there's two groups of people in my life that you like that I found. But it's so fashion people, mm-hmm. like everybody. Because mm-hmm. they're always like in weird places, right? Yeah, because you're never you're never some one place with a plug. Mm-hmm. Always running around. What do you see the most of? Mophie. Right. And, and like, you can understand why Apple would want to be in this market, right? Like, it seems like Mophie has a nice little racket for themselves designing these cases. <laughs> Mophie uh, has its business. And <laughs> Apple's like, thing going. what if you don't have your business anymore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it totally makes sense. You just, it's like exactly mm. what you said. Like, if they had only, like, engineered them together, this would have been such do, a beautiful thing. Do you think it's the month of December? 
Christmas is oh, coming. Yeah. I do think it's they the were month like, of December. We need to get this out. So at a certain point when they would have maybe done all those checks to like make sure Beats headphones work with an Apple product, they were like, Yeah, we could do that, but like we're already coming in hot. <laughs> we're just gonna do this. Johnny, stop designing. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, I never he even got, started. He drew the top of the rectangle and he just like wrote, drew question marks. And <laughs> it's done. That is like the next step is for Apple to come out and admit that this was a hack week project and it just it got way out of hand. And they're just like, like we don't know what happened. They yeah. started building it. Mm-hmm. The supply chain just took over at some point. <laughs> the supply chain is so efficient. It just it can't not make yeah. products when Johnny designs them. Maybe incre- like sent the file. He emailed mm-hmm. it to the wrong address. Mm-hmm. And they produced ten. Whatever we do, don't make this. <laughs> the wrong Dropbox folder. This is the thing we don't want to do. He's like, oh shit, I started my Gmail. <laughs> ten million of them have been produced in Shenzhen. I have to tell you, wacky mix-up, still the best explanation for the Apple battery case that I've heard. <laughs> uh, so then we wrote, so we wrote this, and then we we Nick Stat did a great job of t- essentially taking uh, a tweet that had gone viral yesterday. Uh, with a picture of the battery case, a picture of the Apple Pencil in artfully charging and plugged into the iPad, a picture of the new... The mouse. Uh, the mouse with the charges on the bottom. There's another one. There's like a handful of like total design flubs from Apple. Or just like yeah. really weird choices. Yeah. Um, and it's like, what happened to Apple this year? And I just don't know the answer. Like... The pencil I, is the only one that I think is like kind of defensible because mm-hmm. it charges in 30 seconds and it lasts for like four hours or something. So like f- that makes sense. Just like here are the available things that you can charge this with. Like you don't have to plug it in. You just plug it in. You wait, take a breath and it's fine. Everything else is like, why? Mm-hmm. Like why build a mouse that you can't use while it's charging? It's like, you know, unlike so many other Apple products, they were the ones where you feel like at some point during the design process, a couple of people are like, I guess this is fine, I guess. Like, let's just move on, you know? Like, it just, they they didn't get to that, like, fit and finish stage. Well, you know, there's, like, a, there's a theory that, like, some Apple people hate, which is, like, Steve Jobs is the editor, right? And so, like, ideas, 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 and he'd be like, my taste is supreme, and, like, I'll make these decisions. And now, I don't know who the editor is. Like, presumably it's Johnny Ive, but, like, he could just be working on the very like he's also in charge of the stores and the architecture of the new campus. Yeah, like his portfolio is big. He, like, he's do you a think fan, he yeah. looked at this. Like he, Johnny Ive is a fantastic editor, uh, but I think it is, is open question whether he can just edit everything. You know, one of the things that uh, struck me about this was I remember remember the days not all that long ago when Apple would brag about how all of their products like fit on a table. Do you remember this? Because they they really only made like six basic things. Mm-hmm. But now they're just kind of starting to pile stuff on top of them. And, you know, they've always prided themselves on saying no to so many things. This really does seem like something where they could have said no to it, right? Like, this is probably not a billion-dollar business for them. Yeah. Maybe it is, like, like at, the, at the outside. Um, but they could have not done this and just focused on a lot of other things. Wait, so here's my – here's the, the really harsh question. And it, this is probably not true. So I'm looking dead in the camera and the listener in the car – I'm speaking directly into your ears. Um, probably not true. Um, do you think that they were just worried that their holiday was going to be down, so they like, put out something to goose their holiday no, revenue? I number? heard the best theory about it. You want to hear what it is? The reason that they released it is because it's an accessory, and it will go into the same line item on their financial reporting as the Apple Watch. So it will confuse people about how many Apple Watches are being sold. 
Like it's a misdirection play because they could sell, you know, a hundred thousand units and it'll create a certain amount of revenue and people will have no idea how many watches they sold. That, um, that was the most convincing insane theory that I heard. That, I mean, that is insane. Like, that is like, cr- like, cr- like cuckoo crazy <laughs> yes, insane. Um, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, I will say Apple Watch down to two forty nine at Best Buy. Whoa. They cut a hundred dollars off of it. They, we're we're six months away from them just like giving them away when you open a checking account. You know. <laughs> well, the rumors are that the new when ones. You're at a baseball stadium. And they're like, if you sign up for a credit card, see- you get one of these. Chris, or it's Apple Watch night at the Rockies game. <laughs> <laughs> incredible. If like the Warriors, are like, did you know that you can pay for everything here with an Apple Watch? Well, now I do because you have one. Look under your seats. People don't even bother. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a lot of work. <laughs> Do you see Apple Watches in uh, uh, Austin, Austin, Texas? You know what, wherever two, the hell it is that you two live? Two of my friends in wherever the hell Texas uh, <laughs> bought Apple Watches. One works, uh, he's a GM at a restaurant, and the other works also in publishing. Uh, both of them returned them within five days. And they were like, hype. Like I was like, I don't know. I think you might want to reconsider it. And they were like, up that creek and uh and it ended up being shit creek yeah. uh yeah i mean i <laughs> every person i ask did I, did I already tell you the the one excuse i've been given to like why you should buy an apple watch no. this is absurd this is from a uh vc person in austin and he's like i don't really like him for me i like him for my wife because then i know that she hears me whenever i call Okay, so they're having both some of you weird have issues to get in their relationship. Yep, and it, it was like it was like well, his defense because I was like that that sounds awful, and he was like, no, I think you could get them. I think like they'll sell for for people who don't have phones on them. So like my wife keeps her phone in her purse, and my kids don't carry their phones; they're in their backpacks. And if I strap an Apple Watch to them and I text them, I know they see it. Yeah, you can also uh, implant a chip directly into your wife's body. So yeah, you know where it, she is it, at all times. It, it was. Uh, it wasn't the best lunch. Uh, <laughs> are, are you? Do you still have any interest in this thing? Okay, I had lunch just now next to someone who had one, and I had the first tug of my heart where I was like, "I want that thing," for really? the first time. What oh. He had the. It was had the weather. <laughs> And I know, I know. And I like saw his like little home screen with like all of the items that he selected to have on it. And I was like, oh yeah, it would be cool to know the weather when I'm getting ready instead of like looking at my phone. I just scream at Alexa. You gotta get an Echo. I really want one of those. Do you know one of my favorite inside jokes with myself right now? I don't have one of these in my house. Maybe I already referenced this. Alexa, play Freako. One of my favorite future songs right now. Wait, you just yell at (laughs) That's right. That's a joke that I make with myself at home, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm setting up a Kickstarter to get you an Alexa or get you an Echo. That's it. That's the whole Kickstarter. (laughs) We buy $150 Echo for Nicola. Uh, Yeah, please. I bet we could make that happen. What would you rather get for Christmas? uh, An Echo Mm. or an Apple Watch? Probably this Echo. Chris? I mean, I have an Echo and I like it a lot. Casey, what was the question? An Apple Echo or, or Apple? Apple? Christmas? Uh, Echo, but I, I suspect that I wouldn't use it very much. Sorry. You'd be surprised. What else can you ask? It? I don't like voice interfaces. <laughs> I, I like you can it get for... it to play that one future song. Okay, I hate on the commercial when it's like he's like asking her a bunch of to do a bunch of things, and then he's like, "Play my road trip playlist," and it's like, "Why are, you're in your kitchen? Why do you want to listen to your road trip playlist?" I hate that. Every time it plays, it makes me so angry. Hmm. 
Hmm. They're like play future damage. The script hmm. does, not that he, not oh, the yeah. object. The script does. Um, I so when the Echo commercial is on, my Echo starts doing all kinds of shit, which is hilarious. No, I mean, really? Yeah, it's like, like when the Xbox uh, Connect commercials would like turn off connects. Yeah, and it's like God, great. Uh, yeah, my Echo is like it's it's <laughs> like it's fucking possessed. It's like bad. Like, hey Siri, somewhere in cars across America, Siri has lit up on like many people's phones. Hey Siri, tell the time. It's like you can just troll people if, like, you if you if you speak into a microphone and you know your voice will go out over speakers. Hey Siri, tell me a joke. Then, like, somewhere in someone's car right now, fucking Siri is doing. You've it. just caused like eleven car accidents across America. <laughs> no, I haven't. I've just made Siri tell people delightful jokes across America. I hate Siri. I am a robot. Keep your eyes on the road. Uh, no, so um, mm-hmm. you can tell it. Obviously, you can tell it to Ed for the weather. You the music stuff is really weird because it only connects to Amazon's weird music service. Mm. So you, yeah, have, you have to have Prime, and then you're like, Amazon, play me some morning music. And it's like, EDM hits from 2008. And it's like, that's all you got, huh? <laughs> that's oh, weird. It also works as a Bluetooth speaker. I don't want speaker. this anymore. It, also works, it does work off. as a Bluetooth speaker. But yeah, yeah. So like, then you have but to fuck with your phone. I have that already, yeah. It's like, no fun. Um, uh, you can ask for the news, which is fine. <laughs> um, you can... You Measurements. Should, you that, can ask for measurements. We set kitchen time. Like Basically, it has replaced Siri in my day-to-day. Like, if I'm at home, mm-hmm. the fact that you can just, like, yell for information, mm-hmm. it'll just like, do it for you, which is cool. No? And I, I mean, I like mine. I also like my thermostat. Um, and then Chris Ziegler <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, has, like, a house full of, like, Hue lights. Yeah. Um, including, I'm just, gonna, I'm just getting into it. <laughs> Poor Chris. Throw a sewn in the bus. Apparently, he has, like, light strips <laughs> under his bed, so he can just, like, yell scenes, and then, like, the lights in his house, including lights under his bed, will, like, turn purple. Um, if I did that right now with my phone, it would change all the lights in our home. Really? Yeah, I have an app, my Hue app does it, so I can change all the lights in my living room and really freak my wife out right now. This is like uh, every day I just slowly turn the heat up in my parents' I feel like the theme of this episode is like how to mess with wives with technology. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's... Which isn't 2016 goals, I bet. No, not, not, not in there. No. But my wife is screwed. No. Socks and underwear, Casey. Socks and underwear. They're back. They're fucking back. <laughs> they were gone. 2015 was the year of no socks. Uh, 2016, socks and underwear, my friends. They used to be a boring stocking stuffer, but Mac Weldon, not a top-of-the-line gift. Mac Weldon holiday packs are not just a gift that every man needs. It's the gift that every man excited to get, because every man loves socks and underwear. Mac Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. Um... Uh, you know, you just go online, you push a button, sends you some underwear. All of their products are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate order, which means I'm reading an ad for uh, non-stink underwear. But they want you to be comfortable as well. So if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and then you will get refunded if you don't like it. You don't even have to ask questions. They won't ask you questions. You won't ask them questions. It. Don't send just, it back. Just be like, this didn't work for me. Uh, I put it on my body. And then my body rejected or it. Or let them know that you liked it. Or let them know they you like it. love those calls. Uh, they still won't ask you any questions, though. <laughs> they'll, just, they'll just... Whatever, Mac Weldon. Really uh, nice to hear, sir. Look, anyhow, um, Mac Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts, they look good. They perform well, which is an interesting thing to say about underwear. I've never thought about my underwear's performance. But if you buy this underwear, that is an option that you have in your life. It's good for going, uh, working out. You can go to work in it. You can go on dates. You can throw it at your wife and say, hey, I harassed you with technology. You can put stickers on it. You can put stickers on your underwear. Do you want to know some socks trivia? Uh, yeah. 
Socks uh, was the name of Bill Clinton's cat. Uh, you can go to MacWeldon.com uh, and get 20% off of these socks and underwear using our promo code, which, as you may have guessed, is Verge. That was it. That was, uh, that was the underwear ad that I read today. And a presidential pet fact. Don't get those and a presidential. all the time. <laughs> what, is, uh, what is, Obama has two dogs. What are their names? Bo and other dog. <laughs> <laughs> the B-side presidential dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so we got to talk about. Uh, we, there's another big thing to talk about. Nicola has it. Uh, I don't even know what this is. I was told not to touch it till I, now. Yeah, because I, I want you to uh, to play with it. So Dieter and Walt both reviewed the uh, Google Pixel C. Um, that is an Android tablet with an optional keyboard cover, and I would like you to figure out how to attach the keyboard cover without any instructions. Oh, this is. I'm going to point out that what I have not given you is the uh, sheet of paper with a double-sided instructions for attaching the keyboard to that object. You have to talk out loud because it's a radio show, so describe what you're doing. I pulled two pieces of metal and screens (laughs) away from each other. There's a slot. I feel that this one piece should go in this slot. So I'm pressing, and it's not going. There's no way to slide it from the side. I wonder if something bends. No. (laughs) This is great. Um, We should do this every week. Oh, no. Try to turn it around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, let me tell you that magnets are involved, but not in the orientation that you might expect. Okay, how else? <gasps> Wait. Oh, it's flat on the ground. It's flat. Does it bend up? Try bending. See what happens. Is it bending? Uh, it's never going to happen. Um, so that is the Pixel C. I think that we've just described the essential experience of the Pixel C to you. Um, so it's here's here's. What's, Nicola, I have can... the biggest phone now. Okay, now now pull pull it up. You got you got it. Now pull the screen towards you. It's a hinge. You got it. Oh, you figured it out. Hey, God. Look at that it's that wild, doesn't right? feel right. <laughs> no, it's nice it. and little though. Isn't what a cool? great size. Yeah. So that's Pixel C. Um, here's what happened. Um, Google. Uh, they're bringing the Chrome team, the Chrome OS team, and the Android team together. That is very political. We've talked about it on the show before. When they announced it, everyone thought they were just folding Chrome OS and Android, but they claim it's much they're weirder not. and more complicated. Uh, yeah, there's some deep weirdness in there. What they are claiming publicly is like, why do we need two sets of Bluetooth engineers? We'll just have one. And then at the end, it's gonna be like, why do we need two operating systems? Like, it's clear where that slippery slope lies. Anyhow, so they did that. Oh, I just turned on somebody's echo. Alexa, set a timer for thirty minutes. <laughs> Then play free code. <laughs> 30 minutes. <laughs> Alexa, set a timer for 27 minutes. <laughs> the worst idea you've ever had. <laughs> this is so much fun. <laughs> we all get our kicks. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Siri, what's the weather in Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Anyway, so they brought the teams together. The Chromebook Pixel, which is a beautiful product that I love very much, actually. Um, they, the team that built that built that tablet that runs Android. So that's a weird mashup. Those teams were previously separate. Now they're together. The Chromebook team is building hardware for Android. Google traditionally has never built its own Android hardware, except for the Nexus Q, which was garbage and they didn't release. Um, so, so there you go. Uh, but they didn't change Android at all to run on a tablet. So they built this like Surface Pro looking thing, this like iPad Pro looking thing, but literally none of the software was changed. 
So it's just a gigantic phone, basically. And like Android tablets, how long have Android tablets been on the market? It's like 2011 when the Motorola Zoom came out, and they still suck. Do you have an Android tablet? Do you know any human being with an Android tablet? I mean, the, the, like there was a point where the Nexus 7s did get into just like giveaway mode where you would just like walk into a bar and somebody would hand you one, at least in San Francisco. So I buy an Apple Watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I do have a, a Nexus 7 uh, that I probably last turned on 18 months ago. I have two Nexus. I have the original one with like the weird leather back. Yeah. Like it feels like racing gloves and it's like, okay, that's yeah. a choice that you made. Uh, and then I have the cooler new one. Which David Pierce like gave like a ten out of ten when it was the best tablet, and then we ran him out of town. <laughs> Good riddance. We didn't do that to him. We ran him out of town. What do you think of that thing, Nicola? Um, I'm still setting it up, but I don't want to. I just want to play with it. What are you setting up? It wants me to log into everything and give you it social security. Now <laughs> it actually said this can take a while, oh and it's God. proving true. <laughs> um, <laughs> people are. I'm, I'm, a You're lot, wreaking a, havoc. A lot of Alexas and a lot of series have gone off. On that's the show. awesome. Um, that's really funny. Imagine um, if you use your powers for good, Eli. Hey Siri, remind me to donate to charity. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, put donation to Red Cross on my shopping list. <laughs> Fine. I'm sorry. You really done it. <laughs> <laughs> the stupidest thing we've ever used this show. Um, what would you what would you what would you have the Alexas of the world do? Um, you know, I think uh, to the extent that they continue to open it up as a development platform, it gets way more interesting, right? If I can um, play Spotify using it, it's way more interesting to yeah. me right away, right? Yeah. But Amazon is the most locked in well, I don't know. I mean, like what I'm hearing from them is that they're actually pretty excited about turning it into a real development platform. And they should because they have an opportunity to move much faster than Apple can. Right. We, I mean, we've seen how fast Apple has opened up Siri. Right. Yeah. Which is like basically like what one new partner a year. It sort of feels like. Um, so there's a lot more that they can do on that little speaker. And uh, and I think they should because yeah. like that's all blue ocean for them right now. I've never seen that is the first Amazon hardware product where they entered a market first with a very obvious riff on a product that everybody else has and they like have blown it away. Like yep. it's it's I like it anyway. Yeah. What would you what would you do with the thing? I mean Spotify is like is is the big thing. Right. I I, it, I feel like it's the service that everybody uses at this point for music. I mean whatever. I'm sure there's a few title users out there and whoever figured out weeping how to into use their Apple Music, I guess they use it. Yeah. But the title users weeping into their like Cameron <laughs> exclusives. Yeah. Like, oh, my $10,000 headsets will never work with Amazon Echo. Also like um and forgive me but like they don't have like open table integration, right? Or like, you know, Domino's integration. Cuz if you could just like um, yell at your speaker like, "Hey, uh, get me a large pepperoni to my house." This, uh, that, like the the on-demand pizza thing is always yeah. used as an example by tech people like I think it was I think Ziegler was trying to tell me that like the killer app of Apple TV is seamless, hmm. and I, and I, which I know I don't buy that at all because yeah, if you I have people either. over, you're not going to stop everyone watching television and be like, oh, let's look at a menu for for 15 minutes while people debate what they're going to order. Uh, but like the on-demand pizza thing, I remember with like Windows 95, it was like you can order uh, uh, Domino's from your computer through your modem. And when you do it, <laughs> it ejects the CD drive, and you can put your Pepsi on it. Like, it, they were like that, that type of... Yeah. I, it just feels like the thing that's always 
thrown around, but I don't know who actually uses it. The, I mean, the reason is because that the the home delivery pizza market is insanely big. Like it's much more than ten billion dollars annually. People spend this in America like on getting pizza delivered to their houses. You're, it sounds like you're in the middle of a VC pitch, and you're about to tell me how you're going to disrupt home delivery. Neil, I'm, I'm, not, I'm about to change your life right now. And here's why. <laughs> No, I, I got nothing. Do you ever read that? There's like a fake feed. It was like an old secret. Do you remember Secret, mm-hmm. the app that was around only just a year ago? Um, they grew up so fast an and then they die so fast. Yeah. There's an obituary, right? There was like my favorite secret ever was like the cashew market in America is worth a billion dollars. But pistachios are like underserved. I have just raised $10 million to bring. It was like hilarious. Like that's the structure of every pitch is like <laughs> right. the size of the. Anyway, well, that's all. I mean, VC is one. Let's of the quit best. and start a pizza company. Unless, what would you name your pizza company? Fuma pies. <laughs> that's about perfect. Too fast. I mean, the best the best <laughs> app name for pizza was already taken. It's Push for Pizza, and yeah. the app was just a button that you pushed, and pizza came to you. Let's talk about the Pixel C. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Push I, for pixels. Push for pixels. So what, wait, now you've been playing with it. What do you think? Yeah, I I dig this little thing. Okay, it turned off. <laughs> um, but we're coming back. Yeah. We're on. I dig it. It's fun. It's cute. It's a great size. Yeah. It's weird that the keyboard doesn't light up. I guess we can't get everything yet. Yeah. That we want. I mean, so Dieter and Walt, like, both pretty much hated it. I really? Yeah, because the software is not apt- optimized for that screen. It's, it's just a gigantic phone, which is, yeah. like, Dieter's, if you read Dieter's review, Walt's review is, like, great. It's, like, a Walt review. But Dieter's review is, like, Dieter has been desperately trying to, like, live in the future and, like, not have a laptop and had this, like touch keyboard hybrid experience oh really so he like did a surface for a while and then he did he tried the ipad pro for a minute and then he was all over that and he's just like we're blo-, like literally the first line of the is like we're botching it like these are all botched products like nobody really understands what to do with a touchscreen and a keyboard at the same time mm-hmm. um do you think after windows 8 everybody's like yeah we're not gonna make those mistakes and they came in they're like ah damn it <laughs> 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 well no, it's just like the it's weird because Apple has its two big platforms and Apple actually, you know, we were talking about earlier, like they've made so many big bets this year that it kind of feels like everything's half done. Like mm-hmm. Apple put out the watch this year. They haven't like really said a word about it. They put out watch OS too. Great. But nothing happened. Right. Um, they put out a TV product that runs a new OS called TV OS. They put out 3d touch on the iPhone. They just, the, the list goes on and on and on and they're waiting for any of them to hit. And then like, oh, by the way, we added a pen and a keyboard to the app, like, and they're waiting for it to hit. Like, it's just this endless series of big, big bets from Apple. And it's like, but none of them really answer the question of like, how does the iPad replace your laptop? Um, and then with Microsoft, it's the same thing. Like, uh, Tom just reviewed the Dell XPS 13. And he's like, you know, I don't need all this other stuff. I just want a great laptop. And here it is. I love it. Um, and then there's this thing. Um, and it's like Google could build the next, the third platform. Like, they're the only company that can do it. Right, you've got Apple and its two big platforms, iOS and OS ten. You've got Microsoft and Windows, and they've got a different bet to spread it all across. And then you've got Google doing that thing, and it's like, but you didn't do any work. Like you just like put it on a different screen size and like literally stuck a keyboard on the bottom with a cool hinge, and like is the, this is the future? And it's like not no, a cool know. hinge that nobody knows how to instinctually use. But that's well, like, she figured it out. Yeah, with some coaxing from literally experts <laughs> i don't think everyone at home is like all right where are those three guys well, those guys a, I... it comes with a double-sided sheet of paper <laughs> with like 
I would say very confusing pictograms. Man. Are there any other kind? Yeah. <laughs> do you ever see a pictogram? Like, I know exactly what the heck I'm going to do right yeah. now. You open up, like, the Ikea box, and you're like, oh, this is so easy to understand. Mm-hmm. These arrows and lines completely make a bookshelf. <laughs> I don't even know why they bother including these pictures. It's so intuitive. <laughs> what was the last piece of Ikea that you built? Um, I think it was, like, a futon in mm. 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, oh, I had a bookshelf in college, and it yeah. broke immediately, and then I decided to never do that to myself again. Um, we had a very, when I saw an office in this office, which is like a long time ago now, we had like a blue couch from Ikea, and it was so, I don't know, furniture in offices, it gets abused, and it literally just like snapped in the middle. So now they're like shopping for new couches upstairs, and they keep showing me these like Various like West Elm CB2 like couch like we just need to buy a lot of couches. And I was like, they're all gonna break. They're not gonna last a minute. All we can have are these like orange sponge couches that literally cannot be destroyed because I'm so worried that everything will break. It's bad. Bad news. Did you know that with just a few lines of code, you can send text messages that include alerts, reminders, order updates, SMS marketing campaigns, and instructions for app downloads? It's true, Casey Newton. Mm. With telecommunication system Inc.'s Cloud Messaging Center, developers, uh, includes all of us, uh, you can easily integrate text messaging into your mobile applications, backend, or website. As a company, TCS, I like to call it TCS, handles up to 670 billion messages per year. That's an average of 1.8 billion messages per day. Again, just a few lines of codes. Their CMC REST API, Casey, allows Ooh. you to send messages for alerts, reminders, and order updates. You can also use it to send SMS marketing campaigns to drive app downloads or increase user engagement by just war texting everyone in your in your email database. Ooh. Don't do that. Okay. The REST API allows you to perform messaging functions such as sending, receiving, scheduling messages, securing delivery receipts, and creating groups and contacts. TCS offers intercarrier messaging across all U.S. wireless carriers because it's 2016 for God's sake. And the pricing is flexible based on the quality of messages you need, featuring pay-as-you-go monthly plans. So I want you to consider what a next-level URL is mm-hmm. for a service like this. And I want you to know in your heart that it's cloudmessaging.guru. And I want you to go to cloudmessaging.guru. Go in right now. And sign up for the Cloud Messaging Center REST API. Even if you don't need a cloud messaging center REST API, I want you to type in the words cloudmessaging.guru into your, into your browser of choice just to imagine a future in which .guru is a URL that exists. And then I want you to integrate a messaging solution into whatever the hell it is that you're doing. Alexa, remind me to go to cloudmessaging.guru. <laughs> the end. A story by Neil, A demanding, weird story by Neil Patel. <laughs> All right, we've got 15 minutes left. Uh, uh, we have a request to talk about Hamilton. <sighs> I was going to do Hamilton. lightning round, but we can talk about Hamilton. Oh, well, no, no, do lightning round, Hamilton. Sure. Hot or not, hot. <laughs> Very hot. Have you What's seen it? this? Hamilton? Wow. Yeah. Not what I was Nicola. talking about. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What did I do wrong? It is. You're not going to think it sounds good when I explain okay. what it is. It I, sounds I'm going to say that out loud. It sounds terrible. It is a rap musical. Oh. About the life of Alexander Hamilton and the founding fathers. No, this sounds like everything for me. Why oh, don't then, I know about this? I don't know. My first half is obsessed with it. It is the hottest ticket in town. Sold out basically indefinitely. Oh, for it's months. Live. For months yeah, it's, it's a, sold out. It's a Broadway out. show. 
Oh. Thousands of dollars. I was uh, picturing more like something like Empire exclusively on. It's like, you know what I no. mean? Like, no, it's just I, I wanted that. Casey's going tonight. It is. Oh, cool. That's cool. why this is a very relevant subject is uh, I decided to spend uh, one night of my time in New York doing something just for me. And that's going to see this this Finally. show, which is going to win every Tony. They're going to they're going to make up new Tonys uh, just to have extra Tonys to award to uh, to Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um but it's this, uh, it's this really cool thing. Uh, it was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is uh, uh, the child of immigrants. And he was really drawn to the story because Alexander Hamilton himself was an immigrant and uh, sort of used the power of writing to help found the nation. Uh, and he cast uh, mostly actors of color, like in, in the roles of the Founding Fathers. Um, and so he, the way he describes it, it's the story of America uh, yesterday told by the story of America today. Right? He said it more eloquently. Um, but anyway... It's dope as heck, and I got into it because of uh, our own Caitlin Tiffany, who uh, tweeted many, many times about it, led me to the cast album, and uh, I've been obsessed with it for a month. So, I gotta say, Caitlin Tiffany, one of the best Twitter accounts at the Verge. Oh yeah, by far. bar none. Also, uh, Casey and Caitlin, I believe, only interact on Twitter. That is true. You know, she's upstairs. She's probably listening to this right now. I would love to say hi to Caitlin before I leave. I don't think that you should. Okay. <laughs> Deals off, Caitlin. <laughs> should go. To Deals off. Okay. Lightning round. GoPro is making a drone called the Karma. A drone by GoPro called the Karma. I mean, it seems like an effort to make it not sound like that thing that's going to watch you and you don't <laughs> want to be watched. Terrible name. Okay. Got into it. I think the fact that GoPro, like DJI, makes drones and now they have to make cameras because everyone's six GoPros on the drones and now GoPro's like, we have to make drones. It's very interesting. CES has officially banned hoverboards. Oh, I would love to have a hoverboard there. Um, I have this dream of a video in which someone on our staff, Casey Newton, is riding a hoverboard slowly down a long hallway, and it's like a a wide shot, and there's a cop on a Segway just like chasing Casey (laughs) on the hoverboard. In slow motion. In slow motion. Yeah. I'll make that happen. Look, if that's what it takes to get me kicked out of CES, I'll do anything. I'm like Klinger on MASH. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Did you just make a MASH reference? Wow. (laughs) Listen, the millennials uh, grew up with reruns of MASH. Believe me on this one. No, Alexa, no. add MASH to my prime viewing library. I don't know. If Order me it. a Toledo Mudhens baseball cap. Oh, my God. Yahoo is spinning off Yahoo because the core business of Yahoo is worth nothing. I have can to you, say. Can you walk us through this one? Yeah, uh, yeah, a bit. Two um, seconds. It, it, uh, it is a story about taxes, which is what make, make, makes it horrible. But so yeah, most of the value of Yahoo is in this large stake they own in Alibaba. So they wanted to spin that stake off into its own company. Um, and then they ran into tax issues. They were going to take this huge tax hit. And so they had this responsibility to find a, a cheaper way to do it. And so now they're sort of doing the opposite, where they're going to spin out the much cheaper core of Yahoo into its own company. But the What's sad about it is that the story of Yahoo is now a story about financial engineering. Like, it's no longer a product story, right? It's no longer about the, like, people there who are trying to make cool things. It's just, like, how will this asset be disposed? So in, in a lot of ways, this week felt like the end of Yahoo to me. Yeah. I, so I worked for AOL for a long time, as you may know. Um, and the rumors are always at AOL and Yahoo would merge. Um, and now Verizon, which just bought AOL to become some sort of Comcast-like media company, they're basically not even hiding it. They're like, yeah, you know, if you uh, if you put that out there, we'll snap it up. We'll throw a couple of bucks your way. Take yeah. it off your hands. Hey, Marissa. <laughs> Can I call you Rissa? Does anybody call her Rissa? Literally no one does. Well, <laughs> welcome to your new and, hell, and We Rissa. should actually say congratulations to Erica because she gave birth to twins today. So oh. congratulations to Marissa Meyer. Hey, very much congratulations. That's yeah. nice. Um, sorry about the Yahoo thing. That's a bummer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, so Verizon's like out there like 
we're gonna just if you I mean if eat when served, you know. And you, when I think about the media you, that the teens are gonna love, that that Verizon Yahoo tie up <laughs> could really could really move the needle for us. But it's just funny that Yahoo or Yahoo and AOL might finally merge because Verizon was just like, you know what? We just we have the money. God only knows what else we're gonna do with it. Make good phones, <laughs> faster networks. No, 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 no. Go ninety. Sorry, Go ninety is just a terrible product. Um, okay. Do you have any Yahoo thoughts? Lightning round. Yep. Mailbox is dead. Yeah, very sad. Uh, the the client that I used on my phone basically from the date came out till a month uh, before it shut down. Uh, Dropbox could not figure out a way to turn it into um, you know a money maker and uh, gave up on it. It's terrible. Yeah. Is there any future for these apps? Which kind of apps? I don't know. Just, these, just like, apps in general? I'll tell you. <laughs> productivity <laughs> apps. Yeah, apps is uh, we're going to catch on. Here, here's a 2016 story for you. Is uh, The app development is a terrible business for all but a very select number of companies. And I think a lot of the opportunity has already been snapped up, right? Like, if you're not in, you know, on-demand services or messaging uh, or a couple of other categories. There's just like not a lot of ways to make money. Games is the other big one. There's not a lot of ways to make money because most people don't download apps and the people who do aren't paying for them. So good luck making a business out of that. Are, are we going to have a return to like people inventing things? No, it, you're going to see the people continue to make stuff and give it away for free. That's I mean, just like, like the nature a, of the n- internet. No more like new, not non-internet things, like yeah. a new light bulb. Like something better than the light bulb. We will the toilet, see, but better. We will see a return to the land, and people will become return farmers. To the land. Uh, we will return to an agrarian society of craftsmen and, tr- and tradesmen and women. And those who refuse, they must wander. <laughs> All right. Hold on. I've got another one here. I've got another one here. I, I do. Oh, your Xbox story. Lightning round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quiet wrote a fucking killer-ass feature I haven't week. even had a chance to read it yet. Um, uh... And it's all about how Microsoft is going to try to re- revive the Xbox One. Yeah. What's going on with that? I mean... You it, should it, read it, by the it's way. It's about that. But I think the real turn is about how they're going to use Windows a lot more. Because it turns <sighs> out... No, I, I, think, I think this is actually a pretty bright idea. Because look, look at sales of video game consoles, right? Yep. PlayStation... Or I, I think it was 3 sold... No, 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 no. Sorry. I want to make sure I get it all right. PS2 sold $120 million. PS3, uh, a little over 80 million. Uh, and there has been a general sense of the video game console trending downwards. On top of that, like, as video game becomes something that you can just stream, why even bother spending a ton of money on this device? And it's also competing with things like your smartphone, right? So there, the, the idea of a console market is messier than it's ever been. On the flip side, Windows 10, it's on, what, 100 million yeah. computers right now? Uh, already, they they say they want it to be at a billion in three, four years. That's a hell of a lot more people. So I, I think it's kind of bright in that, like, I don't know if they'll ever catch up with Sony and the PlayStation 4. But if their real idea is, okay, let's keep humoring this idea that we're, we're console <laughs> makers for one more generation, even though consoles may disappear after this one we can kind of start redirecting people towards what the real future is, which is an app that delivers you all of your video games and streams them or uses cloud computing or just, you know, is the platform on which uh, second and first party software appears. So I, I, I think I, this is me like analyzing my own piece at this point. Yeah. This is not the specifically based off quotes they've said, but 
uh, I, I do get the sense that all of this interest that they have in Windows bringing almost everything to Windows. When I, when I asked them about Halo, the new Halos coming to Windows, they wouldn't give me a flat no. Like, the fact that people are, are no longer, it used to be like, no, of course we're not doing that. Xbox, Xbox, Xbox. And now it's like, well, uh, you know, we do things when it's the right time to do things is, is basically the read of the situation there. Uh, and I, I think that is probably the healthiest play is knowing when to kind of, it's not really cutting your losses. I think Xbox One is still going to be very important for them, but... I think, like, recognizing, oh, wait, we have this giant platform already. Yeah. Why would we not use that platform? Are they going to let app developers just, like, write games? Well, so that's the whole, their big plan is, and I want to see this actually done, but they describe developing for Windows 10 as this, like, literally turnkey for all Windows 10 platforms. And Xbox One is a Windows 10 platform as of this fall. So they describe it like, Oh well, you'll develop for any of these, and it'll just work. Yeah, but how? Do you, but that's not the. That's like that's not. This is like the app thing. It's like that's not actually the point. The point is discovery, payment, distribution. Sure, but I, I think I think then the idea is like if you already have the Xbox brand and they already have an Xbox app on Windows and they've already with that brought over your friends list, you can chat over right. that, and that's like step one. If they already have essentially the social media platform, right? They have they have the part of it that keeps people locked in, the sticky part. And then they're competing with something like Steam, which is where you buy your games, and they can say, well, you already have your friends here. We ha- are much better at party chat. We're just providing that kind of overlay uh, for your games. I'm sure there are people who will disagree with me on that and say that Steam is flawless in every possible way. <laughs> uh, but, but I think they have like a legit shot at... We were talking about this yesterday. Coke and Pepsi, of being the Pepsi to Steam's Coke oh, yeah. on Windows. That it'll, you know, in a world of lots of terrible. Uh, and Steam still has never executed really on the Steam Box concept. No, no. Well, I mean, it's and, been like two and, years nor have they executed on Big Picture. They're, right. they're, That's they, they're still not. They were going to make the first party Steam yeah. Box with Big Picture. And, and 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 think about that, right? Like if 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 Xbox wants to bring Big Picture to Windows, it's just Xbox. Like they can uh, they can do it tomorrow if yeah. if they want to they already have that made um, so I I think I think that is the the future that we see is I think Xbox One still exists I think it definitely it has its core audience but I think we start seeing Xbox as a brand not as a singular piece of hardware Ooh, that's yeah. interesting yeah hmm. I might still buy the Elite though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, why not? It, it's still too. it's still the easiest way to play video games. Video game consoles are. Yeah, I I, I have a PC and I love it. I had uh, Griffin McElroy from Polygon over yeah. at my house last weekend, and we tried to play three games on PC, and all three didn't work. Really? So it's like, as I've, much as I love PCs, I I still have those dumb problems. Yeah, and I've yet to see a um a really truly great Apple TV game. Oh, well, I mean that doesn't that can't exist. Well, I mean it could if it's a very specific small game but it, it, the the hard drive limit alone i mean you there are iphone games that you can't run on apple tv just because well they the slice them and they move them right like it's a thing okay yeah it's speaking it's of apple it's in the apple tv apple internet tv once again cannot launch a streaming service can't get the deals they want put it on hold for the 50th time 
I mean, I think it's the right move, right? They've sort of talked that service up so much that when it launches, it better feel pretty amazing, right? Like Tim Cook keeps calling this uh, next generation Apple TV the foundation for the future of television. And yet you find out it's just going to be like a different bundle of channels that you pay 40 bucks a month for. Like, I don't know. I, I, just, I, read, I wrote this thing a long time ago that, um, about the war for television. That's like three years ago now. And there, I just reread it because somebody, somebody tweeted at me, which is like wild to get your own work tweeted. You know, like remember that you wrote a thing. Um, but there's this line in that I wrote that was like the, the killer app for television is television. And like <laughs> every Apple TV app is basically just another complicated interface in front of you watching a video. Although I will yeah. say I watched, I downloaded the Coursera app and like took three Chinese lessons. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I am terrible at speaking Chinese uh, and learning it by watching a lady yell Chinese at you on your TV. Not an effective solution. I just don't know. I do think Apple needs to do something sooner rather than later because I think what we're seeing happen around that is all the contract negotiation that they're doing is benefiting companies doing the exact same negotiations. So when PlayStation View happened, oh, yeah. they were, I think, able to do that deal because PlayStation wasn't the only person talking to them. When Amazon got this Showtime deal going yeah. in Stars. Those deals don't happen because Amazon goes to those companies and is like, hey, we'll do this. They happen because other companies are going and there's, there, there's a, an ecosystem for it. Mm -hmm. And if I were Apple, I'd be worried that like, great, I did the hard work. I sent, I sent the people out there to start, start this process. And along the way, either those companies, in the case of like Stars and Showtime, partnered with other people, or in the case of HBO, figured like, wait, why would I mess with you? <laughs> like that, I, that's like HBO, I feel like has figured it out in a way that NFL hasn't yet, where it's like, wait, like what if I just take the money directly yeah. and don't worry about any of your bullshit I and think, then I put my thing on everyone? The next big thing, and I doubt it'll happen, and Peter Kafka at Recode has been reporting it, it probably won't happen either, is that the rights for the Thursday night NFL games are up for auction soon. Mm. Um, and Apple has a bunch of money. They could certainly participate. But... Verizon has already bought the mobile rights, so Apple could buy the rights, but you wouldn't be able to watch NFL games unless you have Verizon, and that seems like distinctly not Apple. Okay, we have a couple of insights. Nicola, tell me what the biggest story in fashion was this week. Ah, on the spot? On the spot. I mean, okay. <laughs> now I'm like, well, now I'm like black, blacking out. Um, but I guess the biggest like event this week was the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. I read that there, <laughs> you did a great feature. Rack did a great feature. On yes, it. touched by an angel on Rack.com by Erica Adams. About how it's like the only mall brand that's still good and like makes money. Basically, how like they don't have any competition and it's kind of insane. Mm -hmm. Like women, there is no one. There is no one competing with. Victoria's Secret. There's no one like that. It's really crazy. If we're talking about marketplace voids. Yeah. That's wild. And bras. And underwear. Yeah. Is it uh <laughs> to ask you questions if you give it back? <laughs> Mac Weldon doesn't. That was the Verge cast for this week. Touch my an angel. Touch. <laughs> Come on. Kill me. Here's some stuff that you can do with your time right now. You can go onto Twitter.com. Um, most people don't have Twitter, I've learned. They have Facebook instead. Um, but you can go onto that website. You can sign up for an account. Uh, you can avoid the moments tab, which will attack you. But then you can follow at Virgin Twitter. You can also follow all of us. Nicola is Nicola underscore Fumo. Chris Plant. Newly verified. Oh, hey. Hey. Checkmark day for Nicola. Hit that follow button. Uh, 
Uh, you can follow Chris Plant, who is at Plant with an E. You can follow me. I'm at Reckless. Uh, Casey, one of the finest Twitter feeds in all of the land. Nice of you to say. At Casey Newton. You can hit us up on Snapchat. We're uh, Real Verge. Nicola, what's your Snapchat? Nicola Fumo, all together. Um, don't follow Casey, because uh, it gets weird in there. <laughs> uh, real, real true Casey. But don't, just follow the Verge. You're good. Uh, and Instagram. Uh, we have beaten Mashable on Instagram. We now have a quarter million Instagram followers, which uh, Helen Havlock, our engagement editor, um, literally just drinking the blood of our enemies right now on Instagram. Uh, wired, you're next. You're going down. So please follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can just find us. Just type it in. Uh, what else can you do? What else should you do? Oh, I know you should do. You should listen to our other fucking podcast. Chris Plant has a podcast. Yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to brag, but it's, it's tremendous. I want to tell you a story about Chris Plant. Someone, on the, someone our... on the YouTube chat said earlier that... Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> what's what happened to you over is there? lit. And it's a 17-year-old. So. It's lit! There you go. Um... It's, it's lit. That's the highest lit. honor a teen it can is, bestow. Yeah, 17-year-old said it's lit. Like, Unfortunately, it was actually a 42-year-old referring to the band. <laughs> <laughs> You're your own worst Wow. The car's in the front yard, Chris. Um, <laughs> does everybody know all the lyrics to that song? And I'm, did you forget about the time? Yeah. That 17-year-old just turned on me fast. Alexa, play My Own Worst Enemy by Lit. <laughs> um, Alexa, wait. never stop playing my own worst enemy. By no matter what I say, <laughs> no matter what I say after this, never stop playing. Wow, this. they were formed the same year I was born. Oh my oh, God! Pull the plug. Alexa, suicide me. <laughs> Alexa, initiate the death protocol. It Alexa, eleven years for my own worst enemy to come out. I mean, that's oh, what they say. Oh, I see. Am I, okay, my own worst enemy didn't come out the year you were born. No, no, no. I just no, assumed, no. I, I assumed Lit was formed, released my own worst enemy, <laughs> looked at each other and it. said, fuck it, we're no, done. No, they worked for 11 goddamn they, years. They, were on they the released grind. that song, A Place in the Sun is the record, and they had that place for like a year and then. What, did I they put out, go ahead, keep reading the Lit Wikipedia to me. <laughs> I had one other song. Other songs are called Miserable, yep. Ziplock, Over Zip My lock. Head, Lipstick and Bruises. Alexa, play Lipstick and Bruises by Lit. This is really a torturous <laughs> thing to do to people. Ah, and then it suggests you go to their MySpace. Oh my God. Okay, we're done. Um, don't go to their MySpace. Flood There's... their MySpace. <laughs> Get Flood in there. Lit's MySpace. You can follow us. We're at Verge on Twitter and we're at Lit on MySpace. <laughs> Also, in addition to the previously relevant lit commentary, I'd like to thank Braintree for sponsoring today's episode of the Vergecast. Braintree gives you a full-stack payment solution, support for all payment types your customers might want. You can start accepting Android Pay, Apple Pay, PayPal, Bitcoin, Venmo. I learned recently that Venmo owned by PayPal, so really the whole thing. Cards, whatever's next. Look, you want to pay for shit? Just get Braintree in your app. People can pay you. Uh, you can take them all in over 130 currencies. And as your company grows, Braintree will stay by your side from your first dollar to your billionth. All it takes is a couple line of codes to get started. To learn more, visit braintreepayments.com slash vergecast. <laughs> Bye. Anyway, Chris has what stack. Listen to what stack. Uh, I host a show with Walt Mossberg called Control Delete. Listen to that. All of it's at itunes.com slash the verge. Um, uh, verge ESP on hiatus until next year. So be back. Um, and that's it. Please uh, continue granting us with your presence on our many channels. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. It's over. Say your words. Bye. There you go.